welcome back to another episode of Survivor Talks. In this episode, I am joined by guest Dikshita to talk about consent and the importance of setting boundaries. As always, there is a trigger warning included in the beginning of each episode, if necessary, as we speak about recounting survivors' experiences, rape culture, mental health, and so much more. If at any point you need to take a break or stop altogether, please do so. Hi everyone, I am Dikshita Jain. Um, I'm currently an international student from India and I'm studying business at BD School of Business. Awesome, thank you so much for joining me here today. And Dikshita and I are here to speak about consent, why matters not only the sexual context of things, but also non-sexual activities. Consent is a fundamental part um, to engage in anything and everything from things like giving someone a hug all the way down to like sexual activities, right? Uh, promoting consent is healthy and respectful in all aspects of any relationships. So Dikshita, what does consent mean and how do you define it? Um, well, consent is simply just like a permission um, and it's, it is clear, you know, um, but the main thing that I feel about consent is it has to be like um, innocent. So like if someone says no, that is just like a no, a consent um, that they have given or not given, which is obtained like without any hesitation or under like no influence whatsoever. So it's just like a simple permission which is taken. Yeah. Awesome. And what isn't defined as consensual? I would say something not defined as consensual is even a yes, which is taken under influence. Um, influence or force could be physical um, or mental force, you know, or even emotional force. So we see that people, um, you know, consented yes, but sometimes they are under emotional pressure or emotional or like physical pressure to say yes. So that is not considered as consent. That is still non-consent. Yeah. Yeah. Um, consent is a difficult thing to put like boundaries with, right? And what are some boundaries people can put with their casual or romantic partners? And what people do if these boundaries are crossed? Um, some boundaries usually depend on from individual to individual, depending on their experiences or what they really want or like they don't want. But some general boundaries, um, I'd say is like, you know, um, just like, for example, if a person says that they don't want to indulge into any sexual activity before their wedding, so that's kind of like a boundary for them. Um, some people just want to take things slowly when we're talking in terms of relationship. So if they want to be like, you know, be sexual with their partner, let's say after some period. So setting these boundaries and like taking things slowly are the examples. And when these boundaries are kind of cross, I think it's it's really a red sign, um, even with your like friends or your romantic partner. Um, and so it's best that we clear it up with with, our, with those who cross our boundaries. Um, if they like, they don't wanna clear it up, then it's a red sign. And I think we should just walk away because they are not really our people. 
Yeah, awesome, Diksha. You put in on a lot of things about how, how setting boundaries can be a difficult thing, but they're very absolutely mandatory. Um, and if your partner does set boundaries of consent with you and you get upset over it, how should you react? What should we do in situations where a partner, our friends, our colleagues, etc., don't respect us saying no? Because often saying no is considered like a bad word. Like if we say no to someone because we don't want to do something, whether it's sexual or non or not sexual, um, people think that, you know, we're mean. And because we say no, it's like the word no is viewed as, as like a bad negative word. So what are some things we can do to make sure that our boundaries are respected and, you know, people respect what we're, when we say no? First of all, I think it is really important that we ourselves understand that saying no, it, there's nothing wrong with it to say no. And it is okay if we like to feel upset if someone else crosses those boundaries. And it's not something that that is within us, but it's just like a usual thing. And so again, as I said, like saying no is totally okay. So if a person like or a romantic partner crosses boundaries, I think that's really, um, as I said before, is a red sign. Um, the best way to deal with it would be to talk to, directly to them, you know, to have a conversation to know what happened, to know like their point of sight. Maybe they didn't mean to, but it just happened. Um, and after, even after like, if you guys like, people cannot come to like a conclusion what happened or if it was not right, or if your partner is blaming you, then I think that that's not the right partner you'd probably wanna date because they're not respecting your boundaries. And that's like a big no. Um, in terms of like, what we should do um, when our partner or friends, they don't respect us saying no, I would just simply say to like walk out of, of those relationships because respect is like the utmost thing. And when someone does not respect you or your boundaries, there's like no, um, you know, there's no like thing to, to invest in those people or be a part with them, you know, be or have them in your life. So. I would just say to like walk away. Yeah, I think the how you mentioned how um, when your partner doesn't respect your boundaries and your, um, you know, when you say no, that person isn't rent for you, right? Um, I don't know. That's a, a thing that a lot of people should really consider that if you have a partner or even a friend or a colleague that doesn't respect your boundaries and you say no and they put pressure on you to say yes, that person is probably just not meant to be in like your circle of life. Um, but what are some ways people can ask for consent? Because asking for consent um, on social media, there's always a debate going on back and forth about how asking for consent kills the mood. Um, so what are some healthy ways people can ask for consent? Um, the answer to this question would be just like, be direct, you know? You don't wanna beat it on the bush and like give them signs that you that you want to do this. Um, and are you in with me in it or not? Just like talking directly to them would be the best way to ask for consent. And I understand that these kind of conversations can be um, can be like nightmare to talk about or even sometimes like weird, you know, when, when like there's a new relationship thing on, but talking like directly like, hey, you know, this is what I feel and this is what I want to do and, um, if you are in it with me or not. So just like talking directly would be the best way um, to have 
other person's consent. I don't think there is any other way because if we want to be clear into taking consent, the direct way is the best one, yeah. Yeah, um, if that's definitely just be direct, just be uh, straightforward with how you want consent to be given um, because otherwise, you know, it's not gonna be quite clear. And if someone is flirting with you, dancing with you, making out with you, et cetera, and let's just say they take you back to their place or get a hotel, there's this quote unquote blurred line that has been said to be controversial, meaning people don't know if it's leading to something sexual or if it's getting, you know, plain hard to get. So what are some ways to clearly state that consent is present or not? This is actually a tricky question. So yeah, we usually don't know, you know, what's going on in other person's mind. And we also like um, wanna be safe ourselves. But in this case, I'd say like a way to clearly state if consent is present is to just like directly speak to their face um, that if it's like a yes or no or, you know, whatever. So. I think being direct is okay. So for example, if a person's like, you know, meet in the bar and then you, later you are, you know, going to their place and then in between you change your mind. So that's okay too, because um, you give consent, you went to their place, but then you change mind and you say no. So like being direct in that ways is not like, um, you know, you can like erase this blurred line and be direct with them and do like what you want and what you don't want. Yeah, and just to make uh, things a bit more, um, what's it called, clear, when someone is mm -hmm. with you, when someone is um, dancing with you, if they're making out with you, um, you know, that doesn't mean that they want to go back to their place and have sex, right? Um, I think there's always like, consent is not a blurred line like I know there's a song called the blurred lines and it went controversial a few years ago but Robert oh, I forgot his name I think it's Robert or Robin Thicke I can't remember um but yeah they the song was basically speaking about how you know if someone's flirting with you dancing with you making out with you if they're like twirling their hair if their body language is saying something it means that they want it but that's not true right consent is actually saying from your mouth like yes or no and that's if, you know, there's no pressure applied, you're not coerced into doing anything sexual. Um, there's no emotional abuse that's happening in the present moment. And consent should be an ongoing thing. And, you know, are people allowed to withdraw consent and change their mind if they don't want to engage any further in sexual activities? Yes, definitely. Um, so I watched this um, video on YouTube, which said consent is like a cup of tea, um, which is absolutely true, you know. Um, so when we give consent to someone to eat, like and say yes, that we are, we are interested in a sexual activity. And, you know, while it's ongoing, we say, oh, you know, we just don't feel like doing it anymore or we don't feel comfortable doing it. Even in between the activity, I think there is like, definitely no um, wrong thing to say no at that point because you are like withdrawing your consent so it's like cup of tea you start preparing tea but then while you are preparing it you realize you don't want it anymore so you withdraw your consent and you like you do not create that tea 
So you'd like withdraw consent. But if you want to still continue, that's okay, continue with it. So yeah, I mean, it, it's like, if you want to do it, if you want to continue, keep doing it, it's okay. But there's like nothing wrong in withdrawing consent in between or engage in further activity. Yeah, um, you mentioned consent is like a cup of tea and that's actually a really good video to um, direct to and to watch if people are unaware of what consent is, what the meaning of consent is like. Um, I'll also be uploading it to the um, my Instagram page so people can give it a watch and share it um, so that there's like that clear understanding of consent because consent is like a cup of tea is actually a pretty accurate um, representation of what consent is and I think people should really refer to that video to understand and to educate others for the meaning behind consent and what it is and what it isn't but yeah people are allowed to withdraw consent and change their mind if they don't want to engage any further in sexual activities uh, like I mentioned before people you know if they say yes first and then they withdraw and say no later it's just like how do we deal with that anger that comes with saying no and I think a lot of people a lot of women, I want to say specifically, are put in situations where they have no option but to say yes because they fear that, you know, if they say no after changing their minds, uh, things could potentially be worse in their bodies and, you know, just could be put in further danger. Um, but speaking of, you know, danger and just just toxic masculinity that comes with men not being able to handle saying no. What are some responsibilities that men have to make sure women are safe, that there's consent, and they're doing their part to ensure the sexual experience is healthy rather than putting it on one gender to have these conversations in the first place? Right. I totally agree with how you know toxic masculinity um, actually works in the society and how um, women are made to feel that, you know, it is their responsibility to fulfill, you know, their partner's desire, especially when a partner is male, that they need to like keep up with their partner's desires and, you know, give what, whatever they need. Um, but I think um, some responsibilities that men have, I'd say that it's not just men have, but like both partners, all the genders um, that they need to like seek, um, seek consent before any sexual activity happens. So some responsibilities could be simply making sure that the other that the other person is comfortable with um, with you know the sexual activity. They have their clear consent, as I mentioned earlier, without any influence or like emotional or you know mental pressure on them or any physical pressure on them. So and these conversations usually you know in society we see that men are like supposed to uh, you know just come up to you and you know just tell them oh you know this is what I feel like doing let's do it but the society needs to also understand that you know women is a part of is like equal part of the activity so consent from women is needed um you know equal consent from women is needed as well so the responsi responsibility as I mentioned before will be both the partners ensuring that you know, consent is without any pressure and they are like comfortable doing it. And if the consent is given once, it doesn't mean like you don't have to take it again after like any other time you are doing the activity. 
So for say, if you're having like sex twice, you know, in a day, it doesn't mean that you just need a consent for the first time, but the second time that you're having, you don't need consent. You need consent every time you do it or every, like with every partner. So yeah, that's all. Yeah, I agree with you on that. Just because you say, you know, yes to sex once doesn't mean it's yes to sex forever. But thank you, Dikshita, for joining me as a guest today. And I hope you all enjoyed today's episode. And thank you for listening.